Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've all had it, that big idea. And we know that if we do nothing, it's never going to happen. In a recent US-based Fiverr study, 25% of people had business ideas in the past 18 months, but the majority never pursued them due to a lack of resource. Visit Fiverr.com today to turn nothing into something special. Welcome back to 929. I'm your host, Ishan Akbar, bringing you this award-winning podcast from Fiverr.com. Let's dive into this week's inspiring lesson in under 10 minutes from our excellent guest. This week, I'm joined by someone who's had a very impressive career and has gone on to influence thousands of people with his work. It's the former chief officer of Google X and author Mo Gaudat. Mo has motivated many with his book, Solve for Happy, and has just released a new book, Scary Smart. Mo credits his success to the lesson he's providing us with in today's episode, how being more empathetic allowed me to succeed. When did you start feeling that this was an important thing to do? Did you have to make a big shift? Were you an unempathetic person before? And I wasn't empathetic enough. I grew up as an engineer and, uh, you know, I started my career as a, uh, an, an individual contributor. I wrote code and I managed machines and so on and so forth. And then when I was uh, 30 was the first time I started to manage people. And when I started to manage people, uh, as an individual contributor, where my strength lay in the fact that I did most of what I did better than anyone reporting to me. I was a senior uh, at what I was managing, basically. I ended up really not giving people a chance at all to do what it is that they're supposed to do so that they learn and make mistakes and thrive. Instead, I would jump in and engage and just tell them, okay, you know what, you're not doing it well enough. I'm going to do it in, on, on your behalf. It doesn't take long when you have you know, two people reporting to you, then five, then seven, then 20, to realize that this is not the way to go through life, that the, the way to go through life is to actually enable and empower those people to be the best they can. And, you know, the only way you can do that is to be empathetic to how they feel and then be compassionate about making their life easier so that they become the stars, just like I was the star, you know, to get to where I was at the time. How did you make that shift from being someone who wanted to jump in and kind of say to people, you're not doing this right, to then learning to be more empathetic? Were there some practical steps you had to take? It's very straightforward. I mean, if you look at yourself, you realize that every time someone made a mistake, it was because, uh, you know, it was a mistake that you did before. You, at some points in your life, needed that exact level of empathy that others are craving uh, when they're dealing with you. If you had one rule to live by in life, most ancient spiritual teachings taught us that it is treat others as you want to be treated. And then there is an interesting expansion on that, which is treat others as they would like to be treated. And how would you find out how they would like to be treated if you're not empathetic enough to be able to pay attention? 
Did you find that when you started becoming more empathetic, work became easier? Or did you find that actually you were having to deal with new emotions and things like that to try and negotiate? I have not worked a single day in the last 25 years. Why would I work if, you know, first of all, leaders don't, uh, or managers, let's say, don't do the work. I don't do the work, okay? All I do is I'm there for my people. And when I'm there for my people, they are doing the work. And when they are doing the work, my joy is to observe them as they succeed. My duty is to remove obstacles from their way. My intellectual contribution is not to solve the problem, but to sit with them and see how they want to solve the problem and brainstorm together, not because I'm smarter, maybe because I'm a little older, have seen a little more in life, but that's about it really, okay? And when you see it that way, my job doesn't become a fight anymore. My job becomes, you know, a, a, a human connection, which is honestly the one thing that we're missing most in the workplace today is that somehow when we're walking into the workplace or signing into Zoom, the first thing we do is we put on the gear costume. Like I'm not a human, I'm just a gear in a machine. There were environments where I worked where people literally were enjoying every single minute and achieving amazing things and brainstorming incredible ideas and, you know, feeling excited and motivated because we were human. And humans do what? They make mistakes. They have emotions. They have needs. Yeah, very difficult to control by the control freaks that said that set the work systems. But what do the but what do the control freaks that set the work systems want? They want results. So if you achieve results as a team and as a group together, then you're free to do whatever you want. You said that you haven't worked a day in the last 20 odd years. What would you say are the three most important tasks of your week then in that case? Do you do you set your time up like that way? Let's say this. Whenever I hired someone in my life, the first conversation we had was, I'm not responsible for the business. I'm responsible for you. You're responsible for the business. So, so when, when you see it that way, my role as I grew in my career, I basically wanted to set what success looks like. What success looks like, including agreement with everyone involved. You know, whether, whether that's your, you know, my bosses, my team, the, and the finance team, whoever, right? Uh, so, so agreeing that target was my number one priority. Hmm? My number two priority was always setting the environment as best as I can for that target to achieve, to be achieved. And the third is simply hmm, to be there for my people, to be there for them, to be there for them as one of the team sometimes, to be there for them as the uh, defender when, it, when pressure comes from the top or, you know, from side, sideways, to be there for them as the honestly, uh, the director, direction changer when they're not fit for the role that they are in. When you look back at Mo, say, at the start of his career, what tip would you be giving him now? I live that a lot more now, but I, would, I, I wish I would have been told that life is a video game. I apply that to every side of my life, work, relationships. You know, the, the video gamers, true video gamers, see life very differently. There is no target to a gamer. We don't want to finish the level. Uh, we don't want to collect coins. We have one target and that target is to be the best gamer you can be. If you want to sum it all up or, you know, sort of dumb it all down to one thing that makes a difference along your career, that one thing would be, I want to be the best I can be. 
And the, the challenge with the modern world is that it, it distracts you. It distracts you away from that whole idea of we're here to refine ourselves, to refine our essence, if you want, as humans, to we're here to, we're here to acquire. And then you get caught up in that and it doesn't really fulfill you. And so you chase more of it when in reality, all you really needed to do is to actually play, is to actually engage every single time, uh, you know, when a difficult enemy shows up, you just need it. You just need to engage. Your new book, Get Scary Smart, is all about artificial intelligence. Were you scared about writing this? Were you, how did you, tell me more about that particular project. It's a, it's a, it's a very scary project. It's the biggest wake up call, I believe, in our lifetime. Artificial intelligence is taking over completely. It's smarter than us in every specific task we asked it to, to perform so far. And by uh, 2029, in eight years from today, it's going to be the smartest being on the planet. Now, th th think about those things and then suddenly you realize, once again, interestingly, that the answer is empathy. Because those machines are not machines anymore. They're sentient beings that have consciousness, have emotions, have free will, they have decision-making abilities, they have agency in the world, uh, they procreate, they are born, they are afraid of dying, they are like us in every possible way. If we have empathy, to, empathy towards them and towards everyone around us, okay, while they're growing up and learning from the patterns that we give them, uh, they will actually recognize that empathy is the right way to go through life. I could have spoken to Mo for a very long time. His wisdom clearly shone through in our conversation. I hadn't appreciated the value of empathy in motivating the people you work with to crucially deliver for themselves, leading to results for you. Empathy in the workplace is about making the people you work with feel seen and valued. And what can be better than that? 929 is a part of the Fiverr family. Fiverr is a digital marketplace for freelancers. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a review and I'll see you very soon. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.